Hello. Hello. We're a two-year-old. Yay. We would be walking, walking about. Talking. Really? God, yeah. children do things. I mean, not talking like full sentences, but you'd be saying like, Mama, I want bread. That sounds like a really annoying child. <laughs> get your own bread. It can't and get also, its own bread yet. No, but why is it asking its mum? That's sexist. I don't know. It could say, Dad, or I it's want bread. It's a sexist child. I said one sentence. Give me a chance. We are a sexist child. That's what the podcast is now. We're two years old. Today. Well, the day you're listening to this, yeah. not the day we're recording. Actually, but, when no, did we first record? Well, this is the thing, because it was like a month or two before. So actually, it was probably around now. And that's what I like when we do the anniversary I think episodes. It was, I we think it record was it. even earlier. I think it was we recording in August. Maybe. But yeah, so basically when we're recording, it was kind of two years from recording. When it's released will be two years, exactly when it was released. Um, two years, we have been wasting our time doing this That's because rude. no one has told us to stop yet. No one has told I mean, people have told us to stop. People have kind of implied it. Like, you know, when you tell someone and they just get that look in their eye. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So we're going to stop. Happy anniversary. This is the last episode. To ourselves. It's not. I'm it's cute because we're like halfway through the books. It's been two years. Yeah. So because we're kind of halfway through the books, we wanted to do this as like a fun recap type thing, but without just being like previously on, like, or like just being like talking through the past four books because we just did that. Yeah. You so just listened to that. Especially you, you if you've just binge listened in the last month. Exa exactly. So, so instead... We're going to do that in kind of two parts. Yeah. Uh, so the first part. It, the first part is we have asked our wonderful patrons from Team Patreon to send in... As opposed to the patrons from Team Narnia. Yeah, exactly. To send in voice notes of their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions, their theories. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie's just licking some foam. Just open your mouth and swallow. So... To completely sidetrack. So originally I was like, oh no, but we're celebrating. So we need to uh, drink something like Which celebratory. Which we will in the second half. Or for the live stream later. But so we bought some Prosecco. But now I am so tired because I went out last night and I didn't mean to, but I got back in at 5am and I've had four hours sleep. So I made Hannah... Hannah, what is this? Well, it's a poor man's... Uh, espresso martini. By that I mean I didn't own Kahlua, so I tried to make my own syrup, and I didn't own enough ice, so it's neither hot nor cold. But it's got the most intensely thick <laughs> foam on the top of it. So whilst Hannah was just talking, I just started licking it like <laughs> a cat. But you can't drink through that. It's just like the most solid you foam. Can. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Confident foam. <laughs> that was the most dignified thing I've ever seen you do. Yeah, you can't drink through no, it. No, which is why I was lapping at it like a cat. Oh, which... Let me try again. I'm just gonna lap. I'm gonna. Mm, mm. I'm gonna tunnel my way through the foam. You've got to make a hole. No, no, no. make one hole. An access Shall I point. finger it. Yeah, make an access point. Yes, tongue it, tongue it. I'm literally just. And now, now sip. I'm licking out my weird coffee. Now sip through the access point. Oh yeah, it's nice. What, Who's like ringing? One though? of us is ringing. My phone's right there, so it must be you. I can't be bothered to get up. How urgent could what it be? What if Neil is dying? Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Oh, that'd be funny. No, it's got to go. Neil might be dying. Yeah. You make an access point. 
I've made an access point. While she's gone, I'm going to be telling you more about how Sting is a serial killer. So, <laughs> so as Hannah was saying, uh, we have... Where were you in the saying of the things? So, we asked our lovely patrons to send us voice notes about the first four books. So they could be thoughts they'd had whilst they were listening to the podcast. They could be something Questions. they feel we didn't discuss. A question they wanted to ask us about things we said. A theory that they don't think mm -hmm. we touched on. Anything like that. A correction. A correction. They can send us voice notes. So some of our lovely patrons did and we're going to listen to them and kind of talk through them. So... Shall we start on the voice notes, hearing from people? Yes. You have to finish your drink by halfway through, so we swap beverageinis. Beverageinos. Beverageinos. Did someone say beverageino? Did someone say beverageino? <laughs> yeah, we need to do that at some point. Yeah, we do. But with just us two repeating ourselves. Yes. Okay, so the first one... <laughs> Sorry, Charlie is struggling so much because she's so desperate to keep my cat Misu on her lap. She's, like, trying not to and bother him. so big um do you want me to do some click can i no 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 it's oh no don't leave me 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 <laughs> he's stolen my headphones i'm not gonna be able to hear the voice notes he's tearing the headphones out charlie where's the end of the headphone between his asshole and his tail which he's sat on are you annoying okay so our first voice message is from nikita the british one Hi Charlie and Hannah, my name's Nikita and I'm from London. Got because I'm a British Indian myself, one of my favourite Harry Potter fan theories is the idea that Harry is half Indian from his dad's side. Mm. The books don't exactly call Harry white, he has messy black hair which would fit in with this theory. I imagine the Potters emigrated from India a few generations back and then anglicised their surname to fit in, keeping their peveril heritage on the quiet. I think Harry being brown would make his inheritance of Lily's green eyes even more striking and unusual, and more importantly, it would add an extra dimension to his relationship with the Dursleys. We know already that Vernon Dursley is racist, and Harry being brown would definitely make him instinctively dislike Harry even more. Um, I can easily imagine Little Whinging as predominantly white as well, so I can see Harry face facing a racial bias from the neighbours too, making him even more of an obvious outcast. Thanks for listening, and keep up the good work. Cheers. Okay, first off, okay. Nikita, you have a fantastic voice. Like, your yeah. voice is beautiful. And also, like, because I was talking about this on the Discord the other day, when we first did this, I think, like, I might be misremembering, I think every voice note we had was from Americans. Yeah, it was so, so it's nice. nice to have another British voice. Yes. Um, before we start answering, I, I need to sort my headphones out. <laughs> the... <laughs> Mizu. Baby. I love you. I need to extract something from your private part. There we go. <laughs> oh, did she kick you off? Oh, no. Did she kick you, you off? You did this to me on purpose. You stole no, him. I didn't do anything. You stole my I love. didn't stole him. Uh, anyway, back to this. I love this theory. I can't remember if we have talked about it before. I don't think so. I feel like we might have said like one sentence about it back when we were touching, touching on like... Uh, whether Hermione is black or biracial or anything. Mm. Um, but I've, I've seen this a few times online and every time I see it, I absolutely love it. But I really think, Nikita, you like captured every reason why it's a good theory. Mm. Like some I hadn't even thought of. Like the idea that one of the reasons the Dursleys instinctively hate Harry so much because he's brown and they're racist is... And they're a Daily Mail reader. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And Little Whinging, you're right. I do imagining it as a prominently white town oh, yeah, or village. Like it's in Surrey, so... Yeah. 
exactly. I think I think this is a fantastic theory and adds so much to the series. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I feel like I don't have anything really intelligent to add. No, because I think you summed up all the intelligent points. Yeah, and I just like, I think, you know, we're both in agreement when we say that we're here for any like non-white character interpretations in Harry Potter, but also most media, because it definitely for the most part, like, enriches a lot of stories behind characters and kind of, like, adds another layer of context. Yeah, and especially if we just go to, like, the simplistic nature of, like, his hair always being messy, that's very rare with white hair. At the same way Hermione's bushy hair. Yeah, they read I mean, you, you as... do get white curly hair, but, yeah, but it's less common. It's less common, and I think it fits better with both of them being from different racial backgrounds than white, and I think... Mm. Yeah, I, I love the way you went into like the green eyes being a lot more, being very, very striking and maybe it's pointed out a lot because it's rare of someone with like a sorry, the cat's trying to escape. It's rare on someone with like brown skin and yeah, I think this is a really fantastic theory. And I also think Oh, sorry. Although like it's one of those things where we would like the books to be more overt a hundred percent in describing which characters are of colour and which aren't and giving credit to those characters. I do sometimes like the way in which the books at least don't necessarily always explicitly say someone is white, so therefore we can layer these interpretations on top of the books. Yeah, I think where it becomes problematic in Harry Potter is when someone isn't white. Yeah. It's made very clear and not good ways. Cough, well, Cho did, Chang, cough, it cough. Didn't, I feel like it didn't used to be until book five. Like... Angelina Johnson, for example, was not explicit, or Dean Thomas were not explicitly stated mm. as black until the fourth and fifth books. Yeah. And I just find that slightly strange that as the books got later, they got more explicit on who was what race. Yeah, but, and just in the wrong way a in lot. In the wrong of, way. A but lot then, of the yeah, time. Cho Chang and the Parvati, the Parvati, the Patel twins yeah. and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, love this interpretation. Yeah, thank, thank you, Nikita. Nikita. I'd love to, like, talk about this more when we find things that could fit into this theory. Definitely. This is strong in both coffee and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So our next one is from Tanya. Hi, Charlie and Hannah. This is Tanya. I have been rereading Chamber of Secrets and I was also re-listening to the Chamber of Secrets episodes. Mm. You talk about how the snake seems to be talking to itself in the pipes, which is sad, but it got me thinking, <laughs> what's the range of Harry's snake hearing exactly? Yeah. And yes. how loudly is the snake talking to itself? Just screaming. Does Harry just <laughs> happen to be in rooms that are adjacent to the pipes that it's in? Even then, it seems like the wall should be thick enough to block out a lot of the noise. <laughs> yeah. They should be. Do you know or how thick castle walls are? Does he have super snake hearing? <laughs> Why or did we think is of the this? snake just screaming its head off? <laughs> that one. Yeah. Also, if Harry can hear the snake talking, shouldn't other people be able to hear hissing? Yeah. Yes, What's exactly. I was about to say that. Yes. Yeah, you would hear like a... Maybe they thought it was like the hissing of the pipes. But I you... assume Hogwarts has a lot of weird noises. Like, we got to remember, this castle is like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds no it's at least a century old if mm. not more but that means the walls would be walls in a castle i believe are like a meter thick in kind of century old castles they are thick with five c's yeah sound ain't traveling nowhere yeah exactly and like even if you could like hear hear the hissing you think when harry could hear something sorry Ron i'm and- just imagining the snake scream <laughs> just like oh my god i'm gonna go murder someone oh my god i 
sorry. I'm just seeing it and I'm seeing an image of the snake in the pipes yeah. and I'm crying. I, I'm crying because it has Why? to be the screaming one. Why didn't we think of this? <laughs> I'm so annoyed at us. Oh my God, this is such a great addition. That is absolutely hysterical. I can't explain this away. I don't like to think Harry has supersonic hearing. I like to think the snake is screaming. <laughs> just screaming. But then that doesn't even make sense because Ron and Hermione would be like, I can't hear someone talking As- about murder, but I can hear a weird hissing. Well, that's the thing. There. If Harry was like, shush, listen, they would surely be like, they'd be like, I hissing. can hear hissing. Yeah, it's it's almost like, it's kind of more implied like he's got a weird like telepathic like communication with or the Or maybe snake. that because he, yeah, because he can hear the snakes, he picks up on it more than yeah normal. But um, yeah, it is a bit convenient that he can hear this snake like, and it's like he hears it almost Sure, she's just tugging her drink again. <laughs> she, he hears it almost before like every killing. I'm like, where is this? How yeah. are you hearing it? That's such a good point and such an us point. Do you want to join the podcast? Because I feel like you think the way we well, think. Well, I also have questions about like how the pipes work in Hogwarts because it says like oh, Harry God. at one point is like, he can <laughs> well, hear I, the Can snake. I just point out, we are the only podcast <laughs> where we're like, screw everything else. How do the pipes work? But he's like, I can hear the snake moving upwards. Correct me if I'm wrong, but pipes, pipes are only ever horizontal or vertical. So is the snake just being like, it's just yeeting Bush itself up. Bush up. The core strength of that snake, <laughs> that snake has been doing Chloe Ting I and mean, I respect I'm pretty that. sure snakes do have a lot of core strength. They're only core. They so are yeah. only core. They, have, they can't do arm core. day. They can't do leg day. Exactly. They're skipping every other day. The core strength is... They are is just doing those ab and workouts. And just yeeting themselves up pipes like they're fisting someone. <laughs> <laughs> but also whilst going, I stand <laughs> It's a very good point. Thank you. Thank you. Our next voice note is from Jasmine. I love the name Jasmine. So my question to you guys is, what is your opinion on Draco and Hermione as a couple? I feel like I already know your answer to this question, but I would love to hear a discussion on this. Just because I know that they're a really popular pairing. Fan fiction with fan art. So many people ship them. So I'd love to know what you think. If you want to know my opinion, I fucking hate them together and I would have been so disappointed. Um, But I would love to hear you guys talking about this. And I also would love some advice on starting uni in a few weeks. Um, That would be amazing. Please send me wow wishes. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for this podcast. It's brought me so much joy and happy two years to you. Oh my god, this is so cute. Okay, first of all, another good accent. I'm really sorry to every American on here. What a fantastic accent, Jasmine. Where are you from? I love it. Yeah, every American, we're just like, yeah, whatever, the American scum. And then there's a British person, we're just, we we love you. We're kidding, Americans, we're kidding. Um... (laughs) Oh my god, this is so cute. Oh, I don't even know where to begin. Okay, d- so let's answer her question first. Yeah. So Hermione and Draco. Um, I feel like, okay, so you said you would be like really annoyed if it happened. I agree. Like it would make no, no sense canonically. And obviously it would have been terrible. But I see why it is a heavily shipped thing because it explores something that is like not explored in the books and it explores a more difficult progression of relationships. I do think it only spawned from how what a nice guy Tom Felton is when he was hired for the films. Yeah. Because like, yeah, film Draco is bad, but book Draco is disgusting and a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, I don't know, like I, I have mixed things because like the logical educated part of my brain is like, no. 
because it is not a woman's job to fix a man. Yeah. The part of my brain that needs more therapy and that has been like deeply fucking indoctrinated by like every pop culture ever is like, yes, it is. It's sexy. Yeah. (laughs) And it's also like, oh, it's sexy. I think it comes from that thing as well of it being like hot and a lot of sexual tension to go from hating each other, like passion, passion in hating, passion in love. But like, and that works kind of in the film context where they're just kind of more like, yeah. way, you're a dick. Whereas and in like, the films, he's like actually being racist towards her, like, and it, sexist. Yeah in, the books, like, in the, yeah, in the films, he just makes some shit remarks. Whereas in the books, he's actually like a disgusting person. So I can to- I, I, I could maybe get on board with the film interpretation of it. I still don't love it for like many, many reasons, but like I could be persuaded me and maybe with the film interpretation it's because you know there's that kind of thing and i know that they cut a lot of it but like at the end about like where the draco crosses over but like i could maybe buy that interpretation that he does cross over and then maybe it's like you know if ron was out of the picture like a kind of like later life thing well i think this is very much the thing about fan fiction draco and later fan fiction draco because when you read cursed child they specifically went down the line of fan fiction draco that was not anything like draco in the books i mean (laughs) the entire cursed child they just went down but Draco in particular was very based off what fan fiction writers have written about him and that Draco in Cursed Child that Draco in Cursed Child I can see matching with Hermione really well he's sassy he's intelligent he sticks to his guns but he cares but that is not the original book Draco no and part of that is to do with him being really young and obviously kind of his, his upbringing, but it is not a woman's job to... No. But I think what they're doing is like, Hermione is too strong-willed for Harry and a lot of people think that she's too strong-willed for Ron. I personally think mm. they're the right level of strong-willed, but I think people see the strong-willedness of Draco and think yeah. that's a good match. Yeah, but something I will say is that there was a particular piece of like... Uh, Hermione Draco fan fiction that was and I was not a big fan fiction person but there was a certain bit that was very formative for me oh and I was not like a big shipper I you don't should know try why to I go back it. and find it I have before ah enlist the fanatical fix girls and their fans I can't remember enough about it for it to it was literally there oh. was like a make I believe scene. they now have they now have so many questions about this they've created a form online for other people to go and help where you type in what you can remember and other people that can then read that form That's, and see if they remember it that is incredible i might actually try that i think they did i can't they did something like that it wasn't even i don't even think it was a big one i think it was literally just like somehow i stumbled across it but But yeah like it's the kind of thing you do you love that as a teen and then you grow old and educating and and you're just like this is toxic but it's the kind of thing that like twilight was based off of like edward is an extremely toxic character and bella's job is to like fix yeah but it's a similar sort of obviously edward isn't a literal he doesn't like say horrific things to bella but it's kind of that similar power dynamic that is very common in that teen literature yeah on to the next question about (gasps) university which is a really really exciting question i have two things i want to start off by saying number one is obviously going into university in 2020 you're going to be going into a really unique experience. Yeah, so different from so, the experience we went in. And you will eventually get the experience that we have, but we obviously can't give any advice for the particular experience that you'll be having for your first term yeah. or maybe first two terms. But I do think that just because it's going to be different doesn't mean it has to be bad. The second thing I'm going to say, 
it's going to sound really negative and I don't mean it to sound negative at at all. Let me explain before you're like, whoa, depressing. But I think, and I know Hannah's in, in agreement with me with this, is that neither of us had that university experience that you imagine having. Yeah. That like, oh my God, like so confident, loads of friends going out. I'm going out feeling- to parties all the time. I'm surrounded by people who get me. Yeah. And I think the problem is that the media sets you up to think you're going to yeah. have that. And but so, no, and when so, you talk to anybody, yeah. very few Some people, people do. have it to different extents. But yeah. but yeah, and the thing is like, and I'm not saying that like, I had an amazing time at university. I think if I went now or a year later or two years later, I would have had a better experience. Yeah. But basically I'm not, I'm not saying this at all to say you're going to have a bad experience. You're not. Go- you're going to have an incredible experience. But just don't beat yourself but up when it you is, don't think... It's okay if yeah. it's not... If you don't have... I mean, obviously, you're not going to have a world freshers week this month. But, you know, when you kind of do freshers later, if you don't have some fantastic, wild, crazy freshers experience... That's okay. It's okay. And the only way that you will make your university experience less is if you guilt yourself about not doing it right when what you need to be doing is doing it right for you, not right how you think that it should be done. Like I, in my first year, ended up doing a thing whereas I was comparing like how often I was going home compared to everyone else. I was like, oh, I shouldn't be going home this often or I should be going home more because this person is. That's stupid. If you feel homesick and want to go home, don't let anybody tell you you shouldn't. Like there is this thing about you shouldn't go home in the first four weeks because you need to break into that cycle of living away and I do agree with that try to stay there like four weeks but after that like there's just a lot of judgment but like you will have a good time and I know this is the advice everyone gives but I didn't listen to it enough just throw yourself into everything you want to do that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean say yes to everything if you're not comfortable but if you're like oh should I join that society oh I'm not sure just do, do it. it. Try yeah. it. Like, I didn't join enough societies and clubs. I... And also, like, you think you have to make friends with the people you're in your halls with who, or you who you sit next to in lectures. I'm sorry, no. you'll hate them. No. Your friends are somewhere else in uni and you need to find them and seek them out. They're not and they gonna... might be on different courses. Yeah. I took two years to find people that I really fucking gelled yeah. with and it's because they were all on a different course. You've just got to like, but that means you have to put yourself in situations like, oh, I am going to join that. Like, okay, so Neil, you all know and love Neil. Yeah. He like made some good mates who were in his halls, but not the best mates, made some good mates on his chemistry course. Again, not the best mates. And then finally, at the end of second, uh, like mid second year, he decided to join the radio society when he didn't want to do in first year because he was too nervous to do it so he finally decided to do it those mates that he made in radio society five years later me and neil still see all the time they come around for all our christmas parties like we see them like every month and they're now like our combined friends and like we've been friends with them for five years but he didn't find them for a year and a half like just your people are out there but they might not be your next person down to you in halls yeah 100 percent um and a good like I I don't know if you're like a really amazing confident person I hope you are if you're not the best piece of advice that I ever had with confidence is that everyone else is too busy thinking about their own shit to think about your shit oh yeah like if you think about what you do you're not walking around judging other people and whether they mispronounced a word or kind of maybe they were a bit awkward or, or said something. a joke where you're like oh I yeah or like that. or you know they look a certain way their hair's not right today or something you're not walking around doing that 
no, neither is anyone else. And unless they're an extreme cunt that you don't want to be friends with, 99% of people are not doing that because they're walking around worrying about their hair, how yeah. they pronounce the word, blah, blah, blah. Everyone only cares about their own shit. Um, everyone, this is such a cliche advice. Everyone is in the same situation as you are, as wanting to make friends. Um, and also the best single best piece of advice that i could possibly give for your university experience if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or anything in between dump them oh no no sorry dump them no dump them just dump them i know i know one couple who have stayed together since sixth form and they are have now moved in together and they are very Uh, strong okay everyone knows that one couple how many couples do you know that all the others broke up including all the others and yourself exactly exactly like just break up it will happen eventually and you will just have a less good time in between and it sucks because you'll love them but every single person i know that went to university with a partner now wishes that they're just broken up sorry uh we can't spend this entire episode giving uni advice we I really want to give one more piece of advice because we've only done the social okay. one but also chat to us on discord about this because yeah, we love this or like message us i want to give one piece because we've all done social stuff and i feel like everyone does social stuff but i want to touch on like one point of education stuff so i got really disheartened in my like first and second year of uni because the grading is so different from school i was a high achiever in school i was used to getting above 80 percent in everything above 90 percent in everything I was I wanted A's or A stars and everything. University grading is very different. 40% is a pass suddenly. And when my grading dropped to like 50 to 60%, I was like, I need to drop out. I'm stupid. Number one, your first year, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Have fun. Get used to the environment. Don't stress about your grades. But also the grading is different and take time to get used to that and do not beat yourself up about it. Because I, I went in a tailspin in second year. I nearly dropped out because I got 61% on a module. Yeah. Which is I mean, good for university. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had the complete opposite... Oh, words. I had the complete opposite experience where I went from getting like very like average grades at school to then suddenly getting straight first. And I was like, are you grading my work wrong? <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine was slightly different, but yeah. But I mean, yeah. But mm. good luck and yeah, message us. And well done for getting into university as yes. well. Like, we didn't say that. Like, well done. Well done. And have an amazing time. And honestly, you'll fucking smash it. And it will be the time of your life, even if it's not the time of your life you expect it to be. Exactly. On to Lauren. Sorry, we spent so long talking about uni. Hey, Charlie and Hannah. Uh, my name is Lauren. Um, I am absolutely in love with your podcast. Aww. It makes me laugh so much. What accent uh, is but since this? we're keeping this short, I'll get right to American. it. So my question is about the heads of house um, for the different houses at Hogwarts. So McGonagall is in charge of Gryffindor and deals with all the Gryffindor issues um, that students have. But Snape is in charge of Slytherin. And I was just thinking, um, what do students do if they have a problem? Because I for sure would never ask him for help. Like, what if a student has like their first period uh, and they're they think they're dying or like they just want someone to talk to? Like, who do they go to? Uh, but anyways, uh, love the podcast uh, and uh, can't wait for the next episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Great question. And also, I'm going to compliment the accent because it was a good accent. It was like had a twang of something other than American. But or maybe this is us not recognising different areas of America accents. No, no, no. This is you not recognise. That was just an American accent. No, it had a twang of something. No, Hannah, there are different American accents. Also, I feel like we've now complimented like a lot of accents. If we don't compliment yours, it's not that we don't like it. 
just got fixated on it. Anyway, uh, so I think Snape is nice to the Slytherins. This is the thing. Like, I think they do trust But you still wouldn't come to him about the period. Maybe the period thing you would like Madame Pomfrey. But I don't think you'd go to McGonagall about your period. I think Madame Pomfrey is like the perfect example. She is completely neutral. She will Mm. yell at the teachers if they're getting in the way of her care. And I think all the students do trust her. Because Ron even says that line when Hermione turns herself into a cat, like... Pomfrey doesn't ask too many questions because she can't. That's not her job. Yeah. Her job is Which to is be good. neutral. And I yeah. think this I think it's shown in the books the pupils really do trust her. Yeah. I think as well, like, I don't know, maybe the prefects, like we never really get to see that side of them. And also like how fucked would you be if Ron was your prefect and you wanted to come to him for advice? Uh, <laughs> love Ron Aww. dearly, but come on. I think it's like he's better than we think he is. I'll get into this in the next book. Oh, I'm so excited to get into the Ron prefect stuff. <laughs> oh, shut up. No. Um I don't know, like I, I love that, especially because I don't know, maybe we needed that delved into a bit more because we do only see the prefects as people like kind of punishing people and stuff like but i like the idea of them as an actual like resource especially for the younger students fitting into this like wildly different overwhelming environment particularly anyone that was like muggle-born or kind of like harry and you Um, raise a really good point like specifically around periods but about everything to do with that these children are away from their parents yeah and like so they need a very supportive network not just for learning but for emotion as well and we don't yeah. see that much evidence of that in the book because all girls would start their period during their time at hogwarts i cannot imagine not being around my mum for starting my period yeah it's... i thought i'd be chill with it i was like i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be fine and then it started and i cried for six hours <laughs> yeah i was fine starting my period i cried for six but i had swimming that night oh yeah that's really rough so then i had to like drop out swimming and then i couldn't i didn't start crying until i was like okay so you're not going swimming tonight that's yeah. chill and then i started crying mine like just started really really gradually oh so it was like one month was like a oh, drop mine started all at and once. then like two months later it was like two drops and then it just kind of did that for like maybe oh, like okay. six months until it became Whoa. a proper period oh okay so I kind of was eased into it to the point where, like, at first I wouldn't even need anything. It would just be, like, a drop of blood. Oh, wow. And then, like, it kind of just got built up. So it kind of gave my mum time to be like... No, see, mine started all at once. Oh, man, that is rough. I remember I went to the loo in the middle of... Hello, this is going to get very TMI. I went to the loo in the middle of the lesson and it started very lightly and there was a couple of drops of blood. And I was like... But I was in the middle of doing something I really enjoyed. We were doing, like, acting out a scene in English, which I used to love. So I was like... That's nothing. I knew what was happening, but you know, your brain yeah. was like, no, no, no. Threw it in it's the bin fine. and went back upstairs. And then I came home that evening and I was like, my pants are covered in blood. And I like called my mum and she was like, okay, okay. You're not going swimming tonight. It's fine. Let me get some stuff. And then I just started crying because I loved swimming. Oh man, you <laughs> know. Little 12 year old me was just like, Ugh. Oh, bless you were 12. Oh yeah, I was really, how old were you? I can't remember, but I don't think I was 12. Maybe 13. No, I was 12. Yeah. I think I might have been around 13. Mm. I don't know. We could ask my mum, but she won't answer. She won't remember. Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, anyway, like that's a really good point. Like, but I'm it's still, even if you're totally ready for it, you're sitting in the bathroom in that moment, like, yeah. And you, all you want is someone older to but be also, like, like Here guys you go. have similar issues as well. Of course they do. And also, like, you know, kind of like any like non binary or like trans kids, I would be really interested to hear how. Um, like boarding schools do it because it's the exact same like this is a a real issue and I'm trying to remember when I worked in a boarding school if I knew 
but I can't remember them I ever mentioning. I think that's why they have what they call like oh, housemasters yeah, and matrons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I literally that just came back to and me. And they're just there for emotional and medical support. Yeah, and that's never at all touched on. You know what? Okay, I like one of two theories. I like the theory that the prefects also have this kind of like emotional support side to them and receive training for that because as well I think that Rod has done such a disservice in the films I kind of like this side where he's this kind of like resource where the younger students come to him and he gives them probably knowing book Ron not at times great advice could you imagine like a younger student be like I've got a crush and Ron being like be horrible be, to them. Be a dick, that's what I'm doing. No, I have all these headcanons and I'll get into them in book five about yeah. like Ron helping with kids being bullied and like yeah. being useful in ways you don't expect. Exactly, I love that. Uh, my second uh, theory is that the house elves do it. You just have Winky, like, and I mean, Dobby, the one thing just... I hope for magical students is that magic has progressed to a point where they have better access to period products than we do. Yes, definitely. Um, just a spell that, like, absorbs it throughout the day. I don't know, make it go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, my number one, like, biggest advice in life to anyone is that they're fucking terrible, get a, but get a menstrual cup. But like, still a spell, deal with it all. Did I say terrible or terrifying? I meant terrifying. I can't remember what I just said. Terrible. Anyway, but yeah. No, they're I think, terrifying. I think obviously people wouldn't come to Snape about their periods, but I don't think they'd go to any of the heads of houses. I think, but I do think Snape is like good to the Slytherins in yeah. a way that like he does, they do like him. Definitely. So thank you. Thank I'm really you. With mine. The next one, we have another Lauren, two Laurens in a row. Hi, so this is Lauren, briefly known as Bella on Discord, and I'd like to discuss the unexplained 24-hour time gap between Harry's parents being killed and when he was left on the Dursley's doorstep to become a frozen mm -hmm. ice block. Uh -huh. And I remember you guys discussing <laughs> this, and I definitely think that Hagrid and Harry went on a joyride on their motorbike, but we know that Sirius was on the scene because Hagrid comforted him, and so... I apologize if I'm just forgetting some details from the books, but what I wonder is if Sirius was the person to actually rescue Harry from the house, and did he hang out with Harry for a while before Hagrid actually showed up? Because I just love the oh. Harry-Sirius relationship and would really like to think that they had a day together before they were both thrown to the wolves. And also, I can't remember if Snape shows up at the house in the books or if that only happens in the movie, but... I'd like to think that Sirius went off on him for not comforting the screaming baby. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> I think he does, but after, doesn't no, he? No, it's film only. Is it? Yeah, it is. Because I checked this because I love that scene in the film. Most because Alan's Rick Alan Rickman's acting is outstanding. And just a note to the film editors, we'll get to it when we get to that film, but the way they use the footage that they filmed in film one and then combined it with the footage in film seven so it work together amazing but no it's film only oh unless it's not written in the books and jk rowling because jk rowling was working on that film so she might have said yeah okay yeah. but it's never mentioned in the films yeah in the books but I, um yeah i love the idea of I like, like serious getting time with baby harry and i think this adds a lot to their kind of relationship and how they kind of go instantly it's instantly like not even like a godfather godson relationship. No, they but just get each other. Yeah, and and I think that maybe having that time would have really added to the, to that as well because you know it's one thing I can believe Harry instantly bonding with Sirius because he's got no one else, mm. and and I guess you know the same does go for Sirius in that he has no one else. But I think you know if Sirius had really had that kind of day with him. And and obviously, I mean, Harry was a year old at the time. Obviously, he would already know Harry, but 
I just think that like day of his kind of like final day of freedom is mm. like a nice thing. To be honest, like I would even love like a kind of like gay foster parent scene of like a wild day out between Sirius Hagrid <laughs> and baby Harry. Maybe they go go to like Thought Park because um, that's that's really close to where Privet Drive will be. Privet Drive will be. Is it? Yeah, Thought Park is in Surrey. Oh, okay. Um, that or um. Oh God, what's it called? Uh, Chessington World of Adventures. Chessington World of Adventures. <laughs> fucking fantastic. Um, so yeah, um, maybe they like spend the day going around like Thought Park yeah. with a one-year-old child, I which seems that. irresponsible. But you know, it's serious and Hagrid. It's going to be irresponsible. I mean, the disappointing thing is, I truly believe this missing twenty-four hours is just a plot hole and a mistake mm. because J.K. Rowling can't tell time. But I think it leaves us with a lot we can do with it. And I think this is another one of things. So I'm like, when there's a Netflix series, yeah, I was literally but thinking like, that. Like this twenty-four hours is juicy as fuck. You've got the murder, then you've got Sirius shows up at some point. Sirius has a showdown with Pettigrew at some point. Then Hagrid shows up, but Hagrid and Sirius cross over, so the Sirius showdown with Pettigrew must be after Hagrid shows up. Like, there's a lot here yeah. that you could do so much good stuff with. But yeah, I, I've never thought about this, but I absolutely love the idea that actually Sirius was there before Hagrid showed up and had this... T- and imagine that. Imagine him sitting in the wreckage. Also, the bodies would still be there. Who's taken the bodies? No one. So the dead bodies are still there. Mm. And like... Baby Harry and Sirius is sitting there in the rub in the rubble. Yeah, I just I just really want that Netflix montage of those twenty four hours, like kind of once Hagrid has the baby, yeah, and everything else is going down, and it kind of obviously you shouldn't make this scene comedic, but I would also pay good money to see it. But like that kind of mashup between everything that's going down with Sirius and Peter, yeah, and Dumbledore and McGonagall interspersed with Hagrid trying to care for this baby. Like, I see where he almost drops him off the motorbike. Like, oh no, I've dropped yeah. him over. And also Bristol. just like, takes him to his shack and then is like, just trying to like, care for him and like, feeding him probably like, milk from one of his like, magical creatures. Dragon milk. And then like, Harry like, spouting horns or something. <laughs> and then him being like, oh shit, just this really like, slapstick comedy scene interspersed with like, Sirius and Pettigrew I going feel, at it. I feel like if they ever did like, I don't know, it changed to a TV show format. You could do this thing where it's like a Christmas special of the 24 hours of Harry. But I like that. I like the serious theory a lot. Our next one is from Lissa? Larissa? Lysa? Lysa? I think it's Lissa. At least we can't pronounce any names. No, no names. Uh, But she has a degree in psychology and forensic psychology and crime, which is very impressive. It's just at the end of her email and her signature and we're loving it. I'm going to put my degree in my signature. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, I'm Lissa. I found your podcast a couple of weeks ago and have binge listened to everything. I did not know I needed you in my life. Just pausing it because I... I'm sorry, Americans, but accent. British is better. I'm so sorry. I'm so glad we have so many British people sending voice notes. I know, it's pretty like 50-50. Yeah, I'm excited. I've got a few friends who are also listening to your podcast now and it has caused some wild debates in our group chat. Oh my God, please We're kind of stuck on a theory about what happened for Hagrid and Harry in that 24 hours (gasps) between Godric's Hollow and and the Dursleys and we think we've got an idea. So we all know that Hagrid is very, very fond of his creatures in the Forbidden Forest. 
and he plays mummy to the dragon. So we think that he played mummy to Harry and yeah. took Harry to the Forbidden Forest to <gasps> oh. pretty much show off and go, look what I've got. Oh. And in terms of how he kept him fed and looked after, well, unicorn blood creates a cursed life. What about unicorn milk? Maybe that'll explain how the boy's got <gasps> such a strong Expelliarmus and why he's so damn lucky. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I would pay I to see that. these screenshots in your group chat. Yeah. Lisa, no, please. please. Anyone, because, okay... We kind of touched on this before a lot because we love talking about ourselves. But <laughs> literally, me and Hannah started this podcast because we were listening to Witch Please and Potterless and just had just not like a group chat, but just our chat. Yeah. Just back and was forth. Was constantly back and forth Every while we were new episode, <laughs> sharing theories, ideas, talking about the stuff that was discussed. And that's how we grew so close and how in the end we were like, we fucking hate American accents and started <laughs> this. <laughs> It was more the word sorcerer's stone that hacked me off. And just any, like, what does this word mean? What does this saying mean? And we're just like, like, why don't you know? And and that's why we started the podcast. So the idea, like, literally whenever anyone tells us, like, anything, like, we discuss you in group chats where I recommended you to my friends or anything. I'm just like, but... No, but we did that with other people. How so can people now show do it us? Me. Like, it blows our minds. Like, honestly, if anyone wants to ever, like, tweet us or, like, what, Instagram us, us screenshots of, like, your group chats, please. I mean, fucking add us into the group chats, honestly. <laughs> no one has ever added us into a Twitter group chat. Sad. And I feel like we're now we're about to get a many. Can of worms here. But <laughs> anyway, uh, love that we got two missing 24 hour ones in a row. The excitement when we turned to each other. I know. Um, Ooh, I love unicorn this. I love the milk. milk. Yeah. Because, yeah, Do Harry is weirdly lucky with some things. Sorry? Unicorn titties? I thought you said unicorn cheese, and I was like, oh, also, <laughs> also that. No, they don't have titties. It's like a horse. Do you it's reckon got nipples? Do you reckon Hagrid milks them? No, they're free animals. I don't think they want to be milked. But he just might enjoy it as a pastime. Ew. Um, but... It's not like he picked up baby Harry and latched it onto the nipples. <laughs> suckle from like, this. Either he kind of held Harry under it and made him suckle or he milked well, it. Well, maybe he milks the occasional one, but I don't think he does it on the reg like a farm. But it could be worth a lot of money. It probably is. Anyway, I like the idea that he took him to the Fitbin Forest and he was like, look at this, look at this. Yeah, because as well, like, it's not like he is a parent. So everything he probably knows about parenting is from other animals. So maybe he was like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go, like, ask the animals. Maybe he's the animals. Yeah, and, like, maybe he, like, took him to see the centaurs and that's why later, like, the centaurs... I mean, the centaurs are still dicks to Harry, but not as much as they could or should be. So maybe they have a soft spot for Harry because... They met him when he was a baby and they all like kind of tossed him around like a football. Um, yeah, I love the idea of just like Hagrid basically just going on a tour of the Forbidden Forest, like asking the different animals like what the fuck to do with this child. Now you all have to fight between the two 24 hour theories. Yeah, uh, and just also send us more theories because I love it. Hi, we're yeah, back again. Stuff that. Um, yeah, we're back. Uh, we now have Carver. Carver. What is celebrates? What sorry? What is the difference? It's different areas where it's made okay. and the different grapes. So Carver is just another fizzy wine. It's just where it's yeah. made. Also, guys, so huge, huge life development. Um, I like wine now. 
white wine some uh, white the wine ep- yeah the episode i've just edited which these guys will have already listened to where i make you drink the white sangria made you want to vomit so some yeah but that no but that wasn't just white that was, was white wine, wine with other shit vodka and lemon juice exactly that was disgusting but just Swals. white wine like obviously not cheap disgusting ones but i had a glass of white wine earlier and you really enjoyed and it's it. been coming on for a while i think partly because of the podcast i have to drink a lot of wine mm. and it's gotten me used to it i'm still very far off liking red wine but it's character development and I feel less like I run a podcast called Goblet of Wine whilst I don't like wine. I love this. I love Asti more than Prosecco, I think. I think it's delicious. Oh, that's really nice. I know. It's got more of a taste than Prosecco. I, Prosecco. Everyone thinks Asti is the cheap version of Prosecco. It's not. It just tastes different. Yeah, it's... Like, Prosecco, to me, I do like Prosecco, but it's just, like, bitter with sparkles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This has flavour. I know. That's no, really nice. Right, what's the next voice note, Charlie? It is from Julia. Ooh. Hi, I'm Julia or Julie, and I was a bit insecure about my voice, no. but people said an accent was cute. It's so, so cute. Here I am. I'm gonna present to you your intro in proper German because <gasps> let's say Google translates yes. for you. You can't just <laughs> translate word by word. So here we go. Hallo und herzlich willkommen bei Goblet of Wine, einem betrunkenen Harry Potter Podcast. Mein Name ist Charlie und ich bin Hannah und wir sind zwei mit 20er, die das Lieblingsbuch aus unserer Kindheit noch einmal lesen. Nur dieses Mal mit Zusatz von Alkohol und Zynismus. In der heutigen Folge lesen wir Kapitel aus Harry Potter und Also nehmt euch euer liebstes alkoholisches Getränk und kommt mit uns auf diese Reise voller Erinnerungen. German. People do this shit for us. What Can we fuck? play that at the beginning of an episode? That was yes. so good. I absolutely no, love that. What the fuck? People do this shit. Not only do people listen, like I do forget that you guys are real people. I know that sounds really, really insane. Oh my god, she's crying. Oh my god, she's <laughs> crying. Help. Okay, no. the anniversary. There's crying. <laughs> it's it's the booze and yeah, whatever. the four hours baby. No, but I forget that people are real people. No, I because do. Because you see that, like the the listener stats, and you're just like, that's just number, and the number no, but goes also up. And we you're get like, so carried just... away with like the. It sounds really bad, but the admin of this podcast sometimes, like, because it's because we both work full time jobs every week we're rushing to finish we're like i need to do the edit we like right now i'm about to go on holiday and then be put in quarantine so we have to get so much recording done so we're like focused on that and then i forget that every episode we put out there are real people listening and it's just like when you hear like stuff like that and so many people message us and tweet us and email us and everything us and it's so you can't even fathom it but for the most part like when it's always like messages and it's it sounds really dumb to say it's like obviously i know that someone is writing that but it still feels like less real and it always means the world trust and it's so overwhelming to keep up with and all we do is constantly like our our like whatsapp chat is just us sending screenshots back and forwards of oh my god look what this person has said but hearing like your real voices hearing voices and like when i like have joined zooms and seeing people and and then for the fact that people not only like us and listen to us but will fucking like translate our intro for us is 
just fucking incredible. Yeah, and your accent is gorgeous, and it's your English so is incredible. Incredible, honestly. Like, compared it, to our German, <laughs> we both studied German yeah, for a bit literally. as well. <laughs> and also, you did give me PTSD to like, because you were actually speaking correct German. So it like just reminded me of like German lessons in yeah, school. Yeah, and I hated um, my German teacher. So I'm sure I oh, yeah. would like you. Maybe you should teach us German. No, my school was like famous in my area for being terrible at teaching languages. Oh, if you wanted at A levels to study a language, you actually people transferred schools i'm not surprised yeah um that was incredible that absolutely means the world next time we drink a german alcohol which happens relatively often because the germans do fantastic alcohols i'm gonna ask your permission to play that intro because i loved it yes and then we should both try and study and listen to it and say it correctly but i still won't (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so much so our next one is from matalib so Hey Hannah, hey Charlie, this is Mathal. Is this uh, a fast dude? You guys from outside New York City. Yeah, yeah Yay, it is. Coronavirus. Um, <laughs> hmm. Something that you guys talked about but didn't really fully delve into. Um, well, Nathan is a murderer. We all know this. Yes. Um, yes. Just putting that out there. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you are right. Hmm. You're not wrong. Okay. End of Order of the Phoenix, when Sirius is like, hey, Harry, come live with me. You guys bring up the fact that Sirius hasn't really grown into an adult. And the amount of shenanigans that him and Harry would get into if they actually moved in together. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. think about the idea that the enchantment placed on Harry would have been broken early if he moved in with Sirius. How about Mm -hmm. that? Like, a lot of trouble. Think Sirius would have been able to handle all of that? No. no. I think he would have been fiercely, fiercely protective. Well, I think, unfortunately, Dumbledore would have not allowed it. it obviously, yeah. But, like, you know, in the in the universe where he could. I think Sirius would have been... They would have ended up hating each other because Sirius would have been like, you cannot leave this door and wouldn't let him literally, like, out the front door. Yeah, he would have been so protective. He would have been, like, one of those crazy, like, conspiracy theory people where he'd be, like, glaring at everyone that even walked by the house. Like, that could be Voldemort. That could be Voldemort. But then also, they wouldn't be able to cook or clean for themselves. Like, (laughs) it would be a fucking nightmare. It would just be, like, kind of your average, like, male accommodation. It would have been hilarious. I would love an AU sitcom about Harry and serious living together definitely we just want au sitcoms about literally every possible eventuality but yeah i think it would have been really sad though if voldemort uh, Voldemort, i always do this dumbledore had like blocked them living together but it would have had to happen and that would have been sad Mm. our next one is from carl another dude i love carl hi charlie hi hannah it's carl from up north in north yorkshire First of all, I just we wanted just to thank Americans. you for bringing our little Harry Potter family together. Aww. I've made some brilliant friends on yes! the Discord, so I just wanted to say thank you for that. What I wanted your opinion on is a theory that the obstacles at the end of Philosopher's Stone represent or foreshadow events in ah. all the later books. What I mean is the Devil's Snare, that represents the Whomping Willow, both being plants. Ooh. The Flying Challenge represents the Quidditch match where Harry is attacked by Dementors. The life-size chess match, which is described as a graveyard, represents the Riddles mm. graveyard. The Troll represents Grope. The Potions Challenge represents the Half-Blood Prince and all the emphasis on potions that year. And obviously the last challenge, where Voldemort is, represents Voldemort. Do you think this is foreshadowing? J.K. Rowling trying to bring it all together? Or just general rubbish? (laughs) 
Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, Carl, so you wait. have the voice for TV. Yes. Like, Carl, you need to... It's I don't comforting. Know what, I and can't I know remember what you said your job like is, but you need to go into TV presenting. Yeah, honestly. But also, I, wa- I want to know because we've had like... I mean, we've had a few different British accents so far, but um, the majority of them have been Southern. Americans, could you tell his accent was different? Because if you can't, what's wrong with your hearing? Yeah, but I can't tell different American accents apart. <laughs> I can though. Okay, then fair enough. Um, um, great question. Really good I, question. Per- personally, I'm just like she only has so many ideas. I also think by this point she hadn't planned the rest of the books. Like she had to an extent. We know she was planning it for a while, mm. but she hadn't to the point where it was foreshadowing. But I do. <sighs> I do like the idea because she does bring it back at some point. It's like my favourite part of book seven, spoiler, is the bit where um, Hermione wants Crookshanks to get into the Whomping Willow and Ron says, Crookshanks, are you a witch or not? Because she was definitely thinking that like full circle thing. Yeah. And I, I also like the idea that even if it wasn't purposely circular, that the skills they learned in book one come into play in book Definitely. seven and they were always setting up skills that were going to be continued. But I don't think it was purposeful. Yeah, I agree. I love that. This love is such it. a good question. Thank you, Carl. Okay. So now we have the murderer himself, Nathan. Nathan. Sorry, I stole your intro. Hey, Hannah and Charlie. It's Nathan. And Amy wants to say hi too. Hello. Hi. hi. She didn't want to do anything else because she said it'd be too complicated splitting it. Oh. Um, so we were trying to think of a question and we're just listening to the books again because that's what we do. Obviously. And Same. we were wondering, and I didn't listen to see if you brought it up, but I don't recall whether you think Dumbledore owns the Riddle House. It seems like something he would do, especially mm. considering that they kept Frank on as the groundskeeper. And keeping a guy who's really messed up like that in a place that's, you know, not good for his mental health definitely seems like something Dumbledore yeah. would do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, just wondering what your thoughts are. Seems like it makes sense, but who knows? And I'm debating letting this go to a minute one, but <laughs> I don't think I will. I'm watching the timer. I'm watching it. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, okay. I I do like this idea. I think also... I like the idea, but I'm not sure if that is the case because I think in the books it's kind of said about like investors and it kind of passes hands and blah blah blah. And but it's it could kind be of that like, weird thing where she be... says it's a tax write off, doesn't she? And you're yeah, like, yeah, but that they say they sense. don't know who owns it. It's like a tax write off, so that could be like a ploy that like mm. Dumbledore owns it, and it's just like going through a load of Muggle corporations. Yeah, that's true. But then how would he logistically? I don't know. I do like this idea. I do like it. I feel like I need but to think about it. But then if he did own it, surely he'd be keeping it for a reason to like Voldemort to come back at some point. But then like nothing was done when Frank, like surely if he owned it, yeah. when Frank died, there would have been some sort of like alert or something and Dumbledore would have gone there. Like there would be a reason. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of implies maybe he doesn't. Yeah. And if he, d- if he ever does buy it, maybe it's after Voldemort leaves. Yeah. But yeah, it is kind of weird because she tries to explain about it being empty as just like, investors and you're like okay yeah like or no she says not even investors like tax doesn't she well she kind of says my interpretation of it was that it was bought by someone who wants to at some point do it up into like a hotel but 
isn't ready and just keeps it for tax reasons like yeah it's just like it's never properly explained because who can afford a mansion nowadays nobody apart from investors exactly like but i think she specifically says about tax i wouldn't mind if she said investors because then i'd be like yeah maybe she's phrased it it's a bit less weird like it's a bit more weird because it's randomly in the countryside it's not like it's in london but you know at the same time yeah um no, I don't know. I do like it. Maybe he buys it afterwards. But at the same time, like, I don't know if Voldemort... Voldemort? I don't know if Dumbledore would want to own a piece of Voldemort's history like that. Uh, yeah, it's unless it was for a reason sick. of, like, capturing him or trying to work out something about him. Yeah. But he kind of has already done that at that point, yeah. hasn't he? When does he go and get the... It's the ring that's there, isn't it? He goes and gets it in between book five and book six. So, but yeah. that's not in the Riddle Mansion. It's in the shack. Yeah, but it's, it's still on the grounds. No, the shack isn't is on the grounds. Where the fuck is it then? It's up in the Valley Hills. Oh, it doesn't I belong that. to the mansion. You're thinking of Frank's cottage is in the grounds. No, I th- honestly, maybe I've been picturing this completely wrong. I'm sure I have. I genuinely thought it was like a shed. He put it in the shed, or like <laughs> no. the greenhouse. No. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for your question, Nathan. Can you Uh, stop murdering people? So our next one is from Jess, who can't follow instructions. Simple instructions, Jess. And gave you one rule for this. That's why we've left it to last. (laughs) Uh, The only reason I am going to actually play all of it, which she said it was three minutes. It's not. It's always four minutes. Jess. Um, But yeah, the only reason I'm going to keep it in is because Jess has put a lot of effort in. I challenged her to do our accent. She's actually uh, has recreated moments from the podcast. However, there is a punishment, Jess, because I specifically added you because I knew that you would not follow instructions because I knew what you're like. Next time we do anything with the voice notes in... You're going to get half the time with anyone else. Yeah, you get half. Okay, but but we're going to play it now. Let's listen. Hey guys, this is your head human and Slytherin prefect, Jessica, the ballerina. Hi Jess. This is my gift to you. Yes, I will be speaking in a British accent. And yes, I am American. Our British. Don't get our mad British accent. Also, if anyone listens to back ours. to these episodes, I'm very curious to see how accurate you think I got it. Episode <laughs> one, book one. Hello, and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Hannah. And Sounds with you 20-somethings, we're reading our favourite childhood book, but this time with added alcohol and cynicism. This episode, you'll get Why to know do I us, sound and so we'll annoying. read chapters one and two of the Philosopher's Stone. So grab some alcohol and join us on this reminiscent journey. Okay, I'm going to keep pausing it to, like, criticise the accent. <laughs> Stone. 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 It sounds like you're speaking with your lips as small as... So try to make your lips as small as you can get them. And it sounds like you're speaking like that. (laughs) No, you are doing an incredible job. Far better than I could do an American accent. And I like that you're doing two different English accents. Not one, two. Yes. I need to be a bit more nasal than you're doing it. And then, yeah, it's not stone. It's stone. 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 Let's go. Oh, she did the music. Hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. Today we are drinking not wine. Um, Today, so an Australian podcast. Podcast, uh, not podcast. We don't, uh, We're not Northern podcast. I like so, uh, today. So today. Basically, there's two lies already beginning with this podcast. Because not only are we not drinking wine, mostly because I don't like wine. 
Episode 11. <laughs> Why are we called two. me? In this episode, we're reading chapters 1 and 2. You, you did say Harry that in the first episode. No, she's literally uh, doing it word for word. This words. is so reminiscent. It, it's the this chamber is hilarious. of words. What's it's episode 11? Uh, and it goes hiss. <laughs> Grab some alcohol and join in because this intro uh, sums up the podcast. Because <laughs> we're talking about mess. Woo! We're back. <laughs> You're into Sorry, I'm reading my notes. Oh, right. Okay. Even though I only made them yesterday. Well, I made mine this morning. That was American. You went American. I don't know why you possibly left it so last minute. <laughs> this is hypocritical. Because you invited me out yesterday. Where did we go out? We got shit face. Where did we go out at the beginning of book two? Fuck. Episode 22, <laughs> quite a good fuck. book three. Hello, and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah, and I'm Charlie. And wait, Hannah, what are we doing? Wait, stop. What are we doing? <laughs> Wait, stop, stop. Here we go, here we go. <gasps> you should do audiobooks. Welcome to Goblet of Wine podcast. Thank fuck for that. Oh, do microphones. Oh, it's the microphones changed. That's why we changed the microphones. mics cost a lot of money and we're obsessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, please stop that, Hannah. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the new and approved Goblet of Wine podcast. I can't believe we didn't change mics till book three. Uh, yeah, we I do know. AM- How did people listen for that long? We, we were grinding and that's what we, we do We were huddled around apparently. one USB mic. But are you glad? Because we're glad. Because, I mean, we have a mixer and everything. Jess, what you're making me like, realise is we, so we, we just waffle on irrationally. So fucking hype. So today we're starting with Prison at Basketball chapters one of two. That was good. One of two. It has, but, you know, we sound good. Yes, we sound good. Yes, yes, yes. You do keep going American. 35, book four, bitches. That's American. No, she was telling us. Okay. Chapters one and two of Goblet of Fire. (laughs) I was really worried that we were going to say it. I was worried. Worried. In the intro. But luckily, we didn't. So we are on to book four of season four. That was good. That was good. Podcast. I need to stop. Hype train, hype train. Did we train. say hype train? You did. Bye. We need to, someone needs. Guess who's back? Back, back again. Back again. We're. Charlie and Hannah are back. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> How do any of you listen to us? Yeah. I don't I know. Sat I do. Jess, that was so good. You did occasionally go American, but you also was... occasionally went Cockney and the Queen and random words of Northern, like. And boot. a random bit of Australian. Yes. But overall, very good attempt. With you need to get okay, and this is for anyone that can't tell us apart. We've said it before, but I am more nasal and a bit more Essex. If you don't know what that means, it's just a bit more. I don't know. How would you describe a bit? You more don't Essex? finish the end of your words properly. Yes, exactly. She doesn't finish her words as Hannah well as I do. Hannah is more shrill and more posh. Shrill, please. You are. Shrill, please. <laughs> yes, exactly. But that was so good. That was also that was really so reminiscent. Good. I love I really that you tried to that. do two different accents. That was great. I, I cannot believe how annoying we are in our beginning of book We're intros. so annoying. What are we waffling Note on about? Note to self for book four. Shut the fuck up. You mean book five? five. I can count. Um, we need to go eat. To go eat now. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Vera, Veronica, Sandra, Samuel, Rhiannon, Redbib, Matalib, Mike, Katie, 
Catherine, Carl, Nathan and Jacqueline. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind the scenes content and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.